Okay, everybody, welcome back to another Victory Monday Figure It Out podcast episode with me, Chandler Collins. Awesome day today. Chiefs, big time win last night against the Tennessee Titans, 20 to 17 in an absolute knockdown drag out. Not the prettiest win, but you can't apologize for winning in the NFL as Bland and Johnny know better than anybody. They joined me here tonight. Chiefs secure the victory last night at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, it didn't always feel like that. It didn't always feel pretty, but good teams find a way to win, as I've already alluded to, and I cannot wait to talk about this game with the boys. Let's hear uh, some of your initial thoughts from last night's game. Blaine, we'll start with you, buddy. How you feel after last night's 20-17 to Kansas City Chiefs victory? That, that win was just uh... – there's only a few teams in the NFL that win games like that. I mean, Josh Allen loses that game. He did to the Jets this week. Um, a lot of other teams lose that game. Whenever you can't get anything seemingly, you know, going outside of Patrick Mahomes' legs, defense steps up and everything comes together and you will to win. I mean, I, I put this on the defense. I, I'm going to talk about it a lot um, through this, but uh, just ultimately it's a it's an awesome win. Yeah, uh, so excited to be talking with you guys after a victory. I absolutely love what the Chiefs did last night, and it's a game that they've lost in the past. And like Blaine said, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks and, and teams that are high-flying offenses or teams that rely more on finesse tend to lose. And uh, the game, you know, fit exactly what Tennessee wanted, other than the fact that they didn't have Tannehill in there. But it fit exactly how they wanted it, right? Like, it's kind of chippy. They're getting away with some grabbing, not all of it. Um, Travis gets pissed off. There's a turnover. The Chiefs had six drops uh, on passes in the game. They could not run the football, which we'll get into. Um, and and the Chiefs still somehow found a way to win the game. And it was because Patrick said, uh, in the words of the late, great Therese Paler, this was an over-my-dead-body game. And Patrick just went full Michael Jordan, took over this game um, with his legs, which was awesome to see. Because um, he, he he's so good at, at the running aspect, right? Not the greatest uh, guy speed-wise, or he's not going to run away from a lot of people. But, like, the defensive linemen or linebackers that are coming after him, he's just barely quick enough uh, to get away from them. And it was just great to see him do that last night. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just so thrilled that he is the quarterback of, of the Kansas City Chiefs, of our team. And uh, it sets up well going forward. Because for a little while there, it looked kind of grim. Yeah, and I think that I do really believe that we need to give a lot of credit to Tennessee. Uh, coming into this game, Blaine and I were a little bit more nervous, but I didn't realize – I really didn't realize until watching them last night because I really hadn't – I had I'd seen Titans games earlier this season, but I hadn't really watched a full season – or, excuse me, a full game of this season. And um, I actually had a, one of the rare instances in terms of viewing football – First half, I was on the radio driving back from Kansas City. And second half, I got to watch the television. So you get a couple of different perspectives. And basically, last night, the Tennessee Titans defense played probably their best game of the season. Um, and they like a game that they're very capable of playing. Um, and I think I, – I don't, I don't remember which one of you said it, Johnny or Blaine, whichever one it was. But they, they – I would say that their blueprint last night was exactly that. The only thing they didn't check off their list on the blueprint was winning the football game. Um, they had to muck it up. They had to make it nasty. And their defense 
for a while, their D line was flat getting after our offensive line. I did not like what I was hearing and then what I was subsequently seeing. Um, but we, the kind of the common theme with this podcast, I think, is going to be that this this team, this Kansas City Chiefs team, is finding different ways to win games. Um, and the offensive line really turned it on when it needed to be. Um, I mean, those running lanes that Patrick Mahomes is going on, he's got to be able to scramble out of that. And those are holes that are opened up with the blocking of our offensive line. Now let's uh, I guess, you know, let's just start this podcast. Let's start. Let's start with the offense from last night, Kansas city chiefs offense, Patrick Mahomes, 43 of 68 for 446 yards and one touchdown and one pick, which seems really weird um, throwing for that many yards without more than one touchdown, but that's just a huge credit to the Tennessee Titans defense. Um, it just kind of seemed a little like sluggish. Um, I, maybe it was because of the bye. I don't know. I mean, the crowd seemed really fired up. I don't know why you'd come out and be flat, but it just kind of seemed like they were maybe a little bit. Um, by the, they were really kind of just punched in the mouth, I think, by this Tennessee defense. And um, it, it was very, very good to see us respond that way. Johnny, maybe your thoughts on the offense? Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me um, that Mahomes would account for over 500 yards of total offense and that Travis would have 10 catches for over 100 yards and that Juju would have 10 catches and close to 100 yards, I would have said, see, I told you, the Chiefs are going to blow out the Tennessee Titans. And and they just didn't. Um, and that's, you know, kudos to both of you guys for being sharp on that. You know, I, I was more in line with thinking, you know, the Chiefs were going to blow them out. I did also say that, like, it was either going to be like a, a field goal game or a blowout. And, of course, it was uh, the field goal game. But, yeah, like this Titans defensive line and defense as a whole, they're just a bunch of, like, it feels blue collar. Like, it feels like they like that they're not household names. And they like to be the team that takes it to the finesse team like the Chiefs. And it really hurt the Chiefs offense at the beginning so um I, I the offense did not play well last night they, they they don't want to and as fans we should not want the Chiefs to be running over a hundred plays like that they ran like 101 plays and that doesn't even factor in uh like the plays that penalties happen um but I I just thought that the positive from the offense is Patrick Mahomes because when everything goes wrong, he is still going to try his best and most of the time leads you to a win. Um, negatively on the offense, uh, we've all been saying it, guys. It's like a broken record at this point. If the Chiefs can run the football, they are going to win the game. And by can run the football, I don't mean anything crazy. I mean like 70 to 80 yards from running backs is all you need. Um, and if they can't run the football, like was the case last night, anything can happen and you open yourself up to losing. So, that, that is something that I want to hear your guys' thoughts on, how they're going to maybe try to get that going next week or going forward, because if they can't do it, they will lose in January. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, and I'll turn it over to Blaine, is that, yeah, the offensive line did get pushed around for a lot of the game. Andrew Wiley had a tough day at the office. But towards the end of the game, on the Mahomes touchdown rushing drive, there were a few times where Wiley did step up and the offensive line did step up, um, and it, of course, led to the victory. But, Blaine, what do you got on the offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had some time to digest it because I'm, I'm frankly, I'm pissed off at the performance, even though, you know, it was a 500-yard day almost from Patrick Mahomes and rushing game was horrible, yada, yada. But, you know, as, as I'm thinking, first quarter was really good. 
really good. 15 play drive to start nine play drive, touchdown drive on your second time you get the football. And then you kind of flat out and, and don't do much until the fourth quarter comes along. They just got away from what they want to do. What they did in that first few drives, just think, don't think, don't think, don't get your way down the field. Stride to open it up a little bit too much there in the second and third, got a little too press, pressy, pressy, because Tennessee was giving them a little bit of fight. And I think they had to, to back off that and change some things up and realize that if we're going to go score, we got to dink our way down. And, and sure enough, that's what they did to, to win the game. I just think they tried to get a little bit away from it. Keep, keep doing what you got to do. If you got to run 20 plays, then I, well, that's what Tennessee wanted them to do and wow. was forcing them to do the entire night. So, I, you know, ultimately, final, final thoughts on it is when you're playing a good defensive line like Tennessee – I mean, you're going to struggle to run the football. I don't care who you are. Every team that's played them this year kind of has. Tennessee, same thing for Indianapolis's front, really good. We struggle with that. And Buffalo, I mean, these are some of the best D-lines in the NFL. You're going to have a, a hard time in, in a playoff game atmosphere or, you know, similar late in the year, that's going to happen again. No miracle team can just run the ball. It's football. I mean, it's going to be tough sometimes. So it was good to see us get out of that hole. Yeah, and I think, too, um, I bring up this point a lot just from having kind of been around um, like a, you know, like a during the week football facility. I mean, these offenses, and it's the same in the NFL, they come into this game or into these games with these scripted out plays. The Chiefs probably yeah. had about 10 to 15 scripted plays, and you saw them in the first quarter execute, get points. The Titans hadn't seen these plays. Then when you have to get off script, that's when you kind of alluded to like you start pressing because now all of a sudden you're like, wait, maybe we could just run this and it'll work. And if when it doesn't, it, when it does, it looks great. But when the Tennessee Titans or your defense that you're playing against has an answer for what you think is a genius offensive play call, which Andy Reed, if we're going to sit here and, and um, what's we're looking for break down this team, Andy Reed can't is known you know, he gets a little happy with his play calls. He thinks uh, he's an offensive genius, but geniuses are wrong sometimes too. When you do that and you press and it doesn't work, you kind of see kind of more or less what we saw last night from this Chiefs offense. And I think some frustration boiled over on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. Johnny alluded to it. Travis was pissed. Um, we won't spend too much time on that, but throw in the helmet, kind of a weird move. I mean, you're you're a team leader and people see that. I understand it's a frustrating game, heat of the moment. It's not probably going to happen the rest of the year. But just the vibe didn't seem great right then. And and when vibes aren't great is when we start having penalties. And I know that the refs, um, the ref crew last night, I believe it's Cleet Blake. Is it Blakeman or Blackman? I believe it's Blakeman. But, um, I mean, 10 penalties for is 69 yards, so essentially 70 yards. That's tough to beat any team ever. And when you give a defense like the Titans these chances to stay, to keep us behind the chains, I don't care who on offense you are. It, the Chiefs have one of the best offenses in the league, and they were struggled last night being behind the chains. You don't want to be behind the chains as an offense, and it, and it proved last night. Um, anybody, final, final thoughts on the offense? I mean, I guess Johnny kind of asked us a, a question in terms of what we think about the running game. Um, I just don't understand why we can't just line up and run the football. Yeah. Like it's like it's like gotta be like this. Like and Johnny kind of said it before we started hitting hitting record. Like it's gotta be like these gimmicky dumb plays. Like 
the Titans lined up last night, and it was like, we're going to give Derrick Henry the ball and stop him. Um, now, I'm not saying, of course, we have a Derrick Henry, which we can talk about our running back personnel, but, I mean, just line up Pacheco behind Patrick under center yes. and run the ball straight forward. There isn't any of that. It's all this outside zone, all this kind of stuff, and I really like Andrew Wiley, but when you have a guy like him, he isn't the best off of the tackle in the NFL, and you're trying to run these ta- these off-tackle plays. I'm getting a long, little long-winded here. I'll turn it over, but Blaine? No, you know, it's exactly what we were I, – I, I thought the exact same thing as I was watching the game last night. I mean, there has to be, it feels like, more diversity offensively. Like, you line up and, you know, two wide trips, um, whatever you do, it seems to be – Shotgun, 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 every single down. Maybe that's where Pat's comfortable and he's vocalized he doesn't want to be under center. But, I mean, in the NFL, tendencies, you can pick up tendencies pretty easily, mm-hmm. especially if you're from the same two, three, four-ish formations, albeit with a lot of wrinkles because it's Andy Reid. But if you can't get under center and run the ball, play action, um, and do some different drops, then it's, you know, it just kind of plays to the hand of a guy like Vrabel. So I, I completely agree, Chandler. You you got to you gotta create a little bit something different there. Yeah, and um, we'll turn it over to John here in a second, but I just don't I, – I, I really just don't understand. Like, it'd be one thing if we haven't seen it work. We've seen it work. Right. But Tampa Bay, we lined up under center and ran the ball straight forward, yep. and it hasn't been back since then. Um, so I don't understand. Johnny, maybe your final thoughts on, on that? Yeah, so this, the conclusion I'm drawing, looking you know, at the whole thing, is that, and we've kind of, it's been a roller coaster ride all season with, with our reaction to the running game. I, I just think against teams that are, that are bad against the run, we'll, we'll have more success. Like, and when you play teams like the Titans, and like y'all said, like when, when you're playing against a defensive front like that, it's going to be a tough day at the office for the chiefs, but it's like, like I said, I, I'm just asking for 60 to 80 yards on the ground. Not like what, what did it end up being from running backs? Like less, I mean, obviously less than 20. Uh, so like that, you just can't. Here's how, here's how bad it was for running backs. I can do this math really fast. 5, 10, 14. <laughs> you can't. 14 I mean, you yards. Can. That, and, Jeez. Yeah, that's gonna you're gonna lose in January. But but here's what I think, guys. I if the Chiefs were in a like really big game, like a playoff game, in the current state of the team, I just really think that they like they they know Jarek McKinnon is the best running back on the team. The problem with it being you know week nine, middle of the season, is that with Jarek's history and his age, they just can't be confident in yeah. him holding up or so like if, they, if they do that now um he he, he definitely would you know in, in their minds get hurt because i the more i watch pacheco the more i see why was drafted in the seventh round yeah. so i just and clyde stinks clyde's the worst player on the team um and i we've been you know we've been saying that for the whole season so i yeah i, I the running game has to be better um but on the bright side it was awful last night and they won the damn game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And um, my final offensive question, this is actually more of a, a, a question for both of you, um, as well as a point. Um, I mean, we're we're ready to sign Juju now, right? 
Like they're we don't need to wait any longer. Like um, well, like I'm talking about us three. Like let's go ahead and get it done, huh? Yeah, dude. I mean, it was said yeah. multiple times, but just finding those holes, you can't, you can't, you can't get that many places. He, he's figured out how to run the offense. Yes. It was obvious last night. He was running routes, and all of a sudden, he just stopped in a hole, just like Travis Kelsey. And you were right, Blaine. They pointed that out on TV a ton. Johnny, you're on board, right? Juju, sign oh, me, give me. One hundred percent. The only problem is, as I was looking. It, it, if they do it, they have to do it before the year's over. And so then you run the whole thing of like, well, um, what if he gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. Because if he gets to free agency, he, he's never hit. Skyrocket. He's never hit the big contract yet because it was one-year deal with the Chiefs right now, one-year deal last year with the Steelers, rookie contract before that. And if you look at the free agent market of wide receivers next, next year, um, he's the best. And so I could see somebody like throwing $17 million a year at him. I don't think that's good business for the Chiefs. So I want them to do it. If they do it, they have to do it before the end of the year, before the price goes up. He obviously loves Andy Reid. He loves being on this team. He's already uh, vibing with the with the locker room. Andy loves him. Andy speaks so highly of Juju. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on board, but I'm – if he gets to free agency, we're just going to flat get outbid. And we've seen we're not going to pay that kind of money for wide receiver. Yep, that's a good point. Let's flip it over to the defensive side of the football. I think that they really stole the show in a weird way that no one's really going to be talking about them. And that kind of comes to the territory of playing on a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs offensive team. But, guys, this defense, um, I mean, it needs it needs to be acknowledged that they're, the, the Titans' passing ability was just – non-existent but I think on the flip side of that in my opinion guys if Tannehill plays how much better is the passing I mean this the freaking list of Titans receivers last night Chigozian, Okonwo, Austin Hooper, Hassan Haskins, Robert Woods, Chris Conley, Cody Hollister, Nick Westbrook, Akine even if freaking Tannehill's out there I don't know how they get the ball up and down the field with the with through the air. I mean, they, they were going to run the ball a ton. Um, and I love the way that this defense brought some physicality, but outside of the second quarter, Derrick Henry was pretty silent. Um, I mean, hell Colin Saunders leads the team in tackles, six total tackles. Shout out Blaine Wheeler there. Legereus Sneed, five total tackles. Willie Gay, five. And I mean, what a performance last night when we need him the most, a savvy veteran. We talked about him last week, I think excuse me, two weeks ago. I mean, Carlos Dunlap, guys. I think he's done something with this defensive line. Without Frank Clark, um, he he just seems like he's a leader, in my opinion. And Chris Jones didn't have the best night last night, but, you know, his presence out there is is pretty much enough. Carlos Dunlap, four total tackles, two solo and a sack and a half, one tackle for loss. Awesome performance from him. Great to see. He's going to be a huge, huge piece in the puzzle coming down the – the the tracks here johnny we'll start with you we started with blaine on offense johnny your thoughts on the defense last night uh just really impressed defense in the second half and overtime i believe i have this right gave up one first down and 10 yards so it's like it just really good it was a second quarter that was dominated by derrick henry derrick henry had zero rushing yards after the first quarter two big rushes in the second quarter 
I mean, and other than that, the Chiefs did a great job. And you can kind of tell that, like, Tennessee knows, because I, I know a lot of people are like, well, why isn't he out there on more, you know, third and long, or why isn't he out there on more snaps? I think Tennessee is aware that they do have to pick and choose when they're going to, like, really feed Derrick Henry. Because the, the, the touches are racking up. And, yes, he, he just gets right back up every single time. But they've signed him to a longer deal. And if they do want that longevity, like, that's why you see the other running backs come in and, he, and, he, and he's on the sidelines sometimes. But, um, you know, I can't really judge the Chiefs' defensive backs. They did a good job, but it was Malik Willis and a cast of nobodies. Um, zero wide receivers had a catch last night for the Titans. They completed five passes, all to tight ends and running backs. And, um, you know, I, I haven't seen any film breakdown of McDuffie. I don't know how much he played, but just from what I saw last night, the defense looked great. Um, and yeah, there was a second quarter that was taken over by a hall of fame player. When we've seen the chiefs get, get beaten this year, most of the time through the air, it's been through elite level players like the Stefan Diggs and the Devonte Adams and guys like Mike Williams. Well, they don't have a receiver like that on Tennessee. So it was Derrick Henry, a guy who's going to be in the hall of fame. So uh, my confidence in the defense uh, is, is pretty high right now. Um, there was one other point that I wanted to make too. Now I'll probably, it'll probably come back to me, but yeah, you know, Blaine, probably some similar stuff to me, right? Yeah, I mean, he's Derek Henry's going to get his, and when he did, it was at one fifty-six yard. I mean, just great run that he blew, and then another twenty-four yard run. Two different drives in the second quarter, they scored on both. He's, I mean, when he gets his, you got to limit those big plays. And outside of that, outside of those two runs, they held him fifteen carries for thirty-five yards. That, that's what you got to do. That's how you beat Tennessee, and that's how they beat Tennessee. Um, yeah. You're, I, I just went through five three and outs. In the second half, one other one was a five and out, and that was like a four-yard drive. And then another was a four-play where they scored that field goal because, well, the Chiefs turned the ball over on that interception that Kelsey dropped. So that's the only chances they had to score were off two big plays and then a Chiefs turnover. I and, mean, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And I think it really needs to be talked about too. I mean, of course, the Patrick Mahomes run runs – were the biggest plays of the game. I get it. But I truly think the biggest play of the game was the Nick Bolton oh, screen pass annihilation of Dontrell Hilliard. That place erupted after that, and it was at a crucial moment. Tennessee gets three there. I don't know that I love our chances to win that game. No. Not only were they on the fringe of field goal range, Nick, that play looked very well set up. I did not expect him to run a screen there. And Nick Bolton comes out of nowhere and absolutely ends Tennessee's night, in my opinion, with an absolute bone-crunching tackle. Uh, loss of four. They had ended up having to punt it. And that's just what it takes to win big-time football games. Is you don't, You're not ever going to play your best every time. It's, it's, it's very difficult to do. But when, the, when it comes to nut-cutting time, Who's going to make the bigger play? And the Chiefs defense did that. Blaine? They turn around, scored a touchdown after that, and yep. the Chiefs got one more chance after – after. I mean, you get two more drives. I know there was, what, 10 minutes left in the game, but what Tennessee was going to do, you're not going to get many chances. Right. So if they do score there, that game is – I mean, it's over. It, it truly is. So, well, I mean, what a play. What a play. But the ability for the Chiefs to then go down and score, it just – 
it was you felt like that play gave life back to Arrowhead, then allowed that defensive line to pin their ears back, then allowed mm-hmm. the crowd to get into it, then allowed, you know, we're waiting for that moment to to unleash. Yeah. And it did. And the Tomahawk chop was finally unleashed, I guess, for continue that word. But I mean, that was the moment that that you need to have every every single game. And it it came it came in San Francisco. It came in these games that they've won to somebody got to make a play and they do. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like I think I sent this in the group. It's like that that is the game that the Chiefs like lose. When the Chiefs lose with with Mahomes, right? Like it, it always looks like that. And it's like you know not not everything is is 40 something points in beautiful San Francisco. Uh not everything is 40 points, you know, on primetime versus Tampa and Florida or or to start the season on the road in, in a dome against the freaking Cardinals who stink. Like, you're going to have to play teams like the Titans. And, like, other than other than the, the final score, that went about perfectly to script for the Titans to win a football game. And, you, and they lost because, because Patrick Mahomes is an otherworldly kind of player, right? Like, this guy's younger than me. Like he's like, I think like y'all's age. And it's just unbelievable how poised he is and how big these moments are. And they don't get to him. Like the chiefs punted on or turned the ball over on like seven straight drives in that game. And it doesn't matter. He just, he just needs one shot. Like, yeah. Like I saw, I saw a tweet that said this and it was so true. Like Patrick took over that game. Like an NBA superstar takes over a game. Like, just put the ball, and they're just going to take every shot, and it's the end of the game, and maybe the game didn't go that well, and it didn't matter. Um, so I just I, – I cannot say enough good stuff about Patrick. I'm so thankful that he's on this team. I'm so thankful about his leadership, his pairing with Andy Reid. His, his poise is amazing, right? Like, he runs in a touchdown. A 400-pound shit-talking Jeffrey Simmons is trying to decapitate him. He puts a little hezzy on him, knocks him down, goes into the end zone. And instead of like losing his shit and freaking out, presence of mind, but puts two fingers up in the air because he knows they have to go for two because that touchdown doesn't mean shit if they don't get the two-point conversion. Then he runs the two-point conversion in, knows the game is tied, and then he lets the dog out, throws the ball up against the fence, bangs his head against the, the, the arrowhead padded fence, and lets the fans celebrate with him. We are so blessed to have this guy. I'm not just reliving that and talking about it to you guys. And just having him on the team makes this the Yeah, and you, I, mean, I like the NBA superstar. Like when I when I'm thinking of that and thinking through, like every championship team still needs that guy to get a big rebound, or like you're not even talk about or assist or something, you know. But in football terms, you we we did we. I mean, we're not going to talk about the cornerbacks because well, they they didn't get much opportunity. But when they did, I mean, Jalen Watson when it looked like he hurt his shoulder, ended up just having dirt in his eye. That was a deep ball down the sideline, a good ball by Willis that had got his hand in there. Um, Snee got in there, one on a deep round. Joshua Williams came down and made a few big plays um, in the flats in tackling Derrick Henry. Like there were plays in there that were huge. That then allowed, you know, in that pass breakup for Nick Fulton to then 
blow up that screen that that just we don't talk about and and it's a beauty that we don't talk about them because well they were really good in the very very few instances that they they had to make a play so I don't want to undermine that I, I was proud of the way the corners played I think my final point about the defense is um, maybe the thing I've been the most impressed with is this defense's ability to adjust that starts with Spagnolo uh, in the second half of these games whether we've been up or down. Um, the other, the offenses on the other side are not doing that well in the second half of these football games. I mean, Buffalo's offense did nothing that crazy in the second half. Uh, last night, Tennessee, you know what? A huge change too last night. Um, and this was kind of more of the radio that I was listening to. We couldn't, it seemed like we couldn't defend this, the, the read option with Malik Willis. They come back out in the second half, they try to run it and they couldn't run it. Um, and that just that is coaching 101 right there. That what you see, you got to take what they're doing successfully, and you've got to start stopping it. And then you got to keep st- stopping the other stuff. So I think that this this defense right now is a a very smart defense. And I think that starts with guys that are really smart football players like Nick Bolton and Justin Reed, getting everybody on the same page, getting the adjustments communicated up and down the line to all 11 guys. And it's just good to see. And um, it, I really, really like this defense. I think it's really young. I think it's really kind of naive. Like I don't even think they really realize like how big they're playing. I think they just continue to do it and do it, and they don't know any better. And that's a really good defense right there. I, I absolutely, I'm. What a great performance from them last night. Even if they had lost last night, the Chiefs, I'm still raving about this defense. I mean, that's impressive. Blaine, at what your point, outside of those two long runs with Derrick Henry, you went for what, 15 for 35? Is that what you said? Yeah. I what, mean, come two on. Two yards a carry. Yeah. Against this Chiefs defense that can't stop the run in everybody's mind. I mean, that's a very, very good performance. So that's my final thought. Love the way they're adjusting to this, to, to teams that are trying to throw everything that they can at this Kansas City Chiefs team. And it's just a resilient group. The mental toughness exudes down from the biggest leaders on this team that have all been there before. And the Kansas City Chiefs boys are 6-2 and two on this NFL season, and that is awesome to say. Anybody got any final points they want to they make? You get Travis Etienne a completely different type of runner next week, and it'll be fun to see how our athletes at linebacker and just everybody in whole, it's going to take a collective effort to stop the passing game, plus Etienne, who can kind of do it all. Um. Yeah. Like I like I said, completely different way of defense. Going. We're going to have to see next week, and it'll be fun to see how they adjust. Mm-hmm. One of the toughest starts to a season, if not the toughest start we've ever seen. Nick Wright said this today that the Chiefs are the first team in the history of the league to have their first eight opponents in a season have a have all had a winning record the year before. And the Chiefs are 6-2 and two coming out of that, and they look great. They're in first place in the division. Now you have a Jacksonville team coming off of a really good win for them, but overall a disappointing season coming into your building. This is a team, this is a game, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the midweek pod, but this is a game the Chiefs should kick some ass. And it's, it's um, since Arizona, I would, or I guess since Indianapolis, this is probably the weakest team that you've played. So uh, you got to take care of business coming up here. Great news from Andy yesterday that overall the team came out healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Tennessee game, which is just so huge because that's a game like, you know, that's a hard-nosed football team over there. So they're, they're you know, they're hitting you hard all game and you ran 100-something plays and, and, and you still came out healthy. So I love that. And the final thing that I will say, 
is that I've been kind of looking for a team like because our you know the teams in our division like just keep tripping over their own feet. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, yes, it's a rivalry, but you know it, it's a it's a big rivalry. Both teams are really good, but I for some reason don't hate Buffalo. Tennessee's that team for me now. I I hate Tennessee. I cannot stand that team. Vrabel pissed me off last night. You know, respect. I think he's a good coach, getting a lot out of his guys. Um, that, it, it, but he had a comment at the podium. They asked him about some of the flags in the game, and you know, Andy Reid always handles himself with with class. Doesn't even want to talk about the 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 bad calls. Of course, Vrabel was like, you know, kind of says some shitty smirky stuff. You can look it up on YouTube for yourself. But he then said something about Travis Kelsey flopping. Uh, in the end zone on that two-point conversion flag uh, when the entire game he is – and the whole week he has told his team to just kick Travis's ass and bump him off the line of scrimmage and piss him off. And so for him to say some, like, flopping stuff like that pissed me off. To see their team shit-talking our team, kind of taking subtle jabs at Patrick when the refs weren't looking. I found a new team that I hate, and it's the Tennessee Titans. And I pray to God – that we play this team again because I want to send them home uh, for the season. I hope to God the Chiefs play the Titans again because their offense sucks and the Chiefs are going to beat them again if they do. Yeah, that re- first off, really well said, but I can tell you exactly why Vrabel sounded like that and why this team is like the way they are. They're led by a defender and a really, really good defensive football player, too. Um, and it's a completely different mindset than what you hear from Andy Reid, who's an offensive guy. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, you got to be nasty and a little bit uh, on edge to play defense, and and Vrabel's going to act like that as a coach, too. So I agree completely, though. They are annoying. I hate the Titans. Boys, good episode. Uh, back midweek for week 10 in the NFL, boys. We're over halfway. We're getting down. To unfortunately, uh, the last the last uh, handful of weeks here this season, but it's been a good ride so far. Back Wednesday with the boys, episode out next or this Thursday, uh, week ten. Johnny Blaine, appreciate it. Go Chiefs! Chiefs win twenty to seventeen to move to six and two on the season. Talk to you guys on Wednesday evening. See you, Chandler.